Welcome to the Bring It Home podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzara, and here we talk about your life, your story, your purpose. Welcome to the Bring It Home podcast. So great to be with you. I'm your host, Matt Kinzara, talking about your life, your story, and your purpose. I'm super excited about this interview today. It's something that's unique to what I've ever done in the past, but it also is like something super close to my heart. Here's what happened. So I was at my buddy's amazing little rendition of a faith community called Beer Church a while back. His name is Brian Wilkham. He's been on the podcast. If you didn't listen to it, check it out. But anyway, while I was there, I heard the speaker. Her name was Kristen Kirsten. Isn't that an awesome name? And I'm going to mess it up in this podcast interview. But she was great. She was wonderful. She led uh, the group in some really meaningful conversation. But here's the thing. It was her first time ever speaking in front of a group of people. And she did great. She was awesome. But then a little while later, fast forward a few months, and she reaches out to me and she asks, Hey, Matt, I really am trying to do more of this speaking thing. What are the odds I could get on the podcast? Which I said, of course you can get on the podcast. That's kind of how it works, right? If you have a passion, you have a heart for something, and it's a good fit, like we're going to do it. And obviously, if you're speaking at Beer Church, like we're going to be, we're going to work together just fine. And so this is a cool podcast for this reason. Kristen does not have a book. She doesn't have a podcast. She doesn't have a big platform. She's just entering into that space. And this is a podcast that we're really transitioning into this space of, of finding your story, finding your life, and, and, and rolling that into your purpose. So instead of interviewing somebody who's down that line a little bit and has some things figured out, we're going to interview Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen Kirsten. See, I told you I'd mess it up. We're going <laughs> to interview Kristen and we're going to be able to just hear her story, not as it has unfolded, but as it is unfolding. And man, when I started speaking, well, both when I started doing music and when I started speaking, like there were people that gave me a shot and whether they should have or shouldn't have is still in question. But there's, there's like several people who were really key in giving me the opportunity to to just give it a try. And then when I gave it a try, it worked out. And now here I am a couple decades later, carving out a career in these spaces where people have given me opportunity. And so I just wanted to, to do like my tiny little piece. I'm I'm not somebody who can <laughs> really help anybody's career like come to like, I can't just snap my fingers and give you a speaking career or a music career or whatever, but I can do my part. And so I really hope you enjoy this, this really kind of off the cuff interview with Kristen Kirsten about her dreams, about her hopes, about some of her incredible accomplishments and just be inspired by someone whose story is right in the midst of of unfolding. Enjoy this conversation with Kristen Kirsten. Well, Kristen, welcome to the Bring It Home podcast. Great to have you on the show. This is going to be a fun one because I, I feel 
like the best shows are the ones that are unplanned and i don't plan a lot of the podcasts but sometimes like people have a book coming out or they've got some sort of platform that they're trying to promote and that's not necessarily what we're doing today because and and i think part of that reason is because we met in this space called beer church and those of you who listen to this podcast all the time have met brian a couple times on this show and uh he he's the founder of beer church and beer church is a place where you come together and maybe, I mean, somebody gives you an idea, right? But then the whole idea is that you just have this wonderful conversation about whatever that idea may or may not be. And that's kind of what we're just going to, we're just going to go today and just see what happens. And the reason I'm excited about this is because you at Beer Church, when I met you, it was like the first time you ever, and because you were leading Beer, like you were the speaker at Beer Church. So you get up there in front of a crowd of however many 50 60 70 people and you just share whatever you have to share and it's my understanding that that was the first time you did that right like you'd never stood up in front of a group of people and talked like that yes well thanks for having me you're welcome um yeah so that was my first time really just standing up there and speaking in front of people unscripted per se i've gone up and done readings at church and done things you know i'm a teacher so i'm not it's not abnormal for me to stand in front of people and talk, but that was the first time I really stood up and shared a personal experience, a personal story. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and now you like so many artists, you know, so I'm, I'm like home base for me started as being a musician. And then when I was in my early twenties, I got into public speaking and like you, what you just experienced not even a year ago was this like thing that happens when you do it. And then you're like, wait a second, like that was amazing. And I want to do that again because it's infectious. If, if you enjoy it, if you're good at it, if it's like a natural thing, it's just super infectious. And so now you're at this place where you're like, I'm exploring what it would look like to do this more. And I met this guy, Matt, who's got a podcast. So let's reach out to him and see if we should like, just talk about it. And I love, because all of us have people that open a door, right? And now that I'm some sort of great, anything opening a door for you, I'm certainly not, but like a person that will say, yes, like, let's just do that. And I know for me, like when I was a musician, I remember like when I was young, people just give you opportunities to play the drums and you're like, that's amazing. Let's keep And One thing just leads to the next. And when, Mm -hmm. you know, the first time I ever spoke in front of anybody, somebody gave an opportunity and then another person, another person before you know it, like you're doing it for a career and it's a long, hard road, but it's got to start somewhere. Right. Yeah. And you've got like a perfect like stage name because it's almost the same name (laughs) twice, but it's not. So like mess it's Kristen, Kristen, Kirsten, Kristen, Kirsten, Kirsten. I'm just going to let you mess around for a little bit. I'll look on my Facebook message. It's (laughs) Kristen, Kirsten, Kristen, Kirsten is yeah. what we're going to go with. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, what you're up to now, and then uh, yeah, just share a little bit of your story, the part of your story that you you feel like sharing today. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, res- I like I mentioned just a bit ago, I did read your book. And when you said that you had spoke in front of all those people and you were like, whoa, let's do that again. I, I said to myself, I know exactly what that feels like because that's how I felt. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's terrifying for me personally. It's terrifying 
But then when I'm doing it, it's so exhilarating. It's so much fun. People so, say like it's a, it's one of the greatest fears that's out there. I have a hard time mm-hmm. believing that because there's like so like you said, there's so many teachers in the world and things like that. But people claim that. I do know people who are definitely afraid of speaking in front of others. But yeah, you know, it I is, thought it, I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently um, not. No, I guess not. So yeah, so my name is Kristen Kirsten and I am here in Eau Claire. I am a teacher by trade. I quit doing that a few years ago to pursue other things, mostly because, you know, that thing called COVID happened. And then, you know, it kind of changed and shifted my focus for where I needed my attention. And that was my family. So I took a step back from teaching and just kind of let God lead the way and where that took place. And we ended up starting our own family business. And then I also became a health coach through my own health journey. And so I'm just kind of rocking and rolling doing that and just figuring out, you know, what my next steps are. I had no idea what's going on, but I know that my steps are planned for me. All I got to do is listen and take action. All right. So when you say that now, I'm going to, I'm just going to catch you real quick. And I I don't want anybody to like get, get, uh, what's the word? Like, I don't want anybody to get triggered by something they heard at church way back when at a place that they didn't like going. So when you say that you feel like your plans are, I don't know how you just said it, but you know, this idea that kind of like God ordains your plans or that it's all Mm -hmm. planned out when you say that, and I'm not asking you to say anything you don't mean, just share what you mean when you, we, you believe that your plans are laid out for you and you just have to take the action. Yeah, I firmly believe that I was created on purpose and for a purpose. And I feel that I haven't quite reached that yet, only be only because I feel like I'm always continuing to search for the next thing that's going to bring me passion and bring me purpose. And I find that in all the things that I do, but eventually I feel like it just keeps leading me to something new where perfect example, this speaking gig, like I want to pursue that more and see where it goes and see if that could be part of my path. I have no idea why I'm here. I'm basically just kind of fumbling around and trying to find my way and just do the best that I can and love the people and serve the people I can and that I'm fortunate enough to be put in front of. Yeah. No matter what that looks like, you know? Yeah. And this, so this podcast is all about like taking your life and your story and turning that into your purpose. So when you talk about, when you use the word purpose, mm-hmm. um, what do you, what do you, what do you specifically mean when you say that? Cause purpose, that's one of those things that a million people have done a podcast about a million people have written books about, but you and I would both agree is vital for like a healthy, vibrant life, I think. But mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think probably, there's there's certainly a group of people and you're probably in this group where you just have this sense that you're here for a purpose and there's other people that struggle a little bit with that you know that struggle with that concept that that could even be true so when you talk about that what do you mean when you say that like you believe that you're here for a purpose or when you talk about purpose in general what do you mean when you say that I feel that when I am living my life in alignment with my values and my my actions align with my values. I feel full of joy. I feel full of purpose. I can see my talents and energies 
directly impacting those around me. I just feel my life is more, I have a hard time putting this into words, but a little more joyful, if that's the right word that I'm looking for. I just feel like everything aligns well when I'm doing good. And it's, it's so bizarre because, you know, doing good can look different today than it looks tomorrow. Like I said, I just, I kind of just kind of float around and see, you know, where I'm taking action and how that action is serving others. I, I know that personally for me, when I'm serving others, no matter in what capacity, that's what brings me the most joy is to know that I'm helping and serving through different stages in my life, it's looked different. You know, I've served third graders all the way up to adults and and elderly at a nursing home. You know, I've kind of dabbled in it all, but I just know that when I'm, when I am being true to myself and listening to where I feel God is pulling me, then that's when I feel the most in tune as opposed to doing what I think society wants me to do or doing what I quote unquote should be doing. You know, like I should be a teacher because I paid all that money for the degree, but I knew that I I should be a teacher then too, but I haven't been a teacher for decades. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I just, I just listen to where I feel I'm being called and I go there without question. I know I kind of, it kind of makes me look a little, and I talked about this at my last month's meetings too. It it gets me labels irresponsible or careless or even lazy, but I just know that I'm continually searching for my joy and for my passion and to bring joy to others and help them. Yeah. So, so here's a couple of things that I heard you, when you talked about purpose, you said one of the first things you said, it was was about joy. And I would agree with that because joy, like joy and happiness, two separate things. Like you can be having a shitty day and be filled with joy because you can still be right in the center of like where you're supposed to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that, that you came back to joy because joy is so important in this world. The other thing that I think is really important is that you said uh, several times and what you were just describing is you talked about the, uh, the, that your purpose should be in serving other people. And I think, you know, what is a purpose if it's not meant to bring life and joy to other people as well? And then you obviously um, consider at least a portion of that to have like some sort of divine reality to it. And and I love, um, yeah, I just think we've gotten this, I think people who follow the life of Jesus and try to glean from the life of Jesus are often surprisingly off base with how it seems like he lived. Because when you describe what people seem to consider irresponsible or lazy or whatever, I would say, well, then we should have called Jesus irresponsible and lazy as well, because it didn't seem like he had a real like clear cut plan. Like today I'm going to target I'm going to get some dinner. And you know, he was just like today I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk that way. And then as you know, the thing that I always try to encourage people who are people of faith in this space is, is, you know, Jesus didn't even seem to have it all figured out. He would just walk in a direction and trust that needs of people would come in front of them, him, and then he would respond to those needs. And I think in some way, like if we can 
wake up with joy and a desire to help other people and we walk forward knowing kind of what we're good at, hopefully when we encounter people that need whatever we have, we'll know it. And then the trick is, I think, and maybe this is the space that you're in, is trying to figure out how to walk in the right direction to encounter as many of those people as possible. Does that, how did I do? How did I do? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah, that last part for sure. Because, you know, like I said, I, I kind of just float around seeing where the day takes me. But it's just really having that faith that the, the people... And I, I, every morning, I thank God for putting the people who need me in front of me so that I can help them in whatever way that it is. Um, so that's just the biggest thing is having faith that I will run into these people who do need me and that I can be of service to them in some capacity. Yeah, no, I love that. That's amazing. Okay. A lot of people in their life at one point or another, I, can I, is it, is it like the worst man thing to do in the world to ask your general age range? No. I'm Can you 41. give me like a decade? 41. 41. Okay. So I'm 47, um, much older than you are, which everybody would assume. So um, at some point in everybody's life, often right around their 40s, which is interesting that you're going through this right now, a lot of people, and I think it's often like accredited to being like a midlife crisis, but I don't know, I necessarily buy into that idea as much as it's like so often people get to this place where like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't align with what brings me joy. I don't feel like I'm serving everybody. I feel like I'm just miserable and like a grump when I go there. And um, and I know a lot of people who say that story over and over and like every time I'll, I'll see them, they'll share some version of that story, yet they're not willing to actually take a step to get out of that space that is making them miserable. That could be their career. That could be their relationships. That could be something with their kid. That could be a million different things. So you're a person who's done this in a couple of different ways, a couple of times in your life. And I don't want to share any part of your story that you don't want to share. So I'll let you share whatever you want to share. But what would you say to somebody right now? Who's at that place of they're like, this part of my life is horrible. I know I need to get out. I'm just not brave, strong, whatever enough to do it. Because you a couple of times in your life, if not more, have done that. Like you've said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to do this instead. And you just did it. Right. Yeah. I I am I'm fairly comfortable jumping ship and swimming <laughs> somewhere else. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of the way that I've always been. And I could accredit my mom for that. Um, just kind of tell me about tell me about your mom a little bit she's a great she's a great lady she's she taught me a lot but if there's one thing she kind of taught me inadvertently is don't put up with stuff that makes you miserable um she did that through a variety of things but it's always stuck with me that if, if something is off, it's up to me to change it. I'm the only one who can change that, right? So, you know, if you do find yourself in a situation where you're unhappy with whatever, you just have to make the decision to take action and jump ship, you know, and that could look a, a million different ways. But my biggest suggestion would be to find someone, whether, you know, say, let's say it's in your health, find someone who lives a healthier lifestyle, pick their brain, you know, maybe if it's in finances, 
talk to a banker. You know, there's so many experts out there willing to give free advice and just getting to know people and how they operate can offer you insights and how you can take your next steps to change the things that you're unhappy about. It doesn't have to be a paid thing, although we do know, you know, you you, you get what you pay for. So if you do pay for something, you're probably going to get more out of it than had you not paid for it and used free resources. But I think for the most part, it's just finding someone in the lane that you want to head into and get cozy with them. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Okay. So, I mean, we could take this a million different directions, but I'm going to hit on the one that I think maybe like really fits in a, a bit of your passion space. You had a time in your life where you were unhappy with your well, like health and wellness and it was a part of your life that you were discouraged by and then and and arguably one of the most difficult things to change are the habits that get you in a place where you're unhappy with your health and wellness and so let's take that one because you know that's that's one we don't often think about is is like we're also i believe we're like purpose to be well like in mm-hmm. order to live out our purpose as best as we can, we have to feel the best that we can. You at one point, not too long, not too far ago, were at a place where you weren't feeling well, like physically, right. and you changed that, which mm-hmm. so few people are able to do. So how did you do that? Well, I listened, I watched my health coach, who who is just a friend on Facebook at that point. I watched her back in 2020 lose a lot of weight and I was doing the quite little literally the opposite. I was putting on weight like it was my job. And I just got to a point where and you know, of course I didn't need her help because I could do all this on my own. You know, whatever she was slinging wasn't going to be working for me anyway, so I just, you know, just watched her for two years, continuing down the same path, not making any changes. And then finally, one day I just reached out to her and, you know, asked her what she was doing. And I just got some information. Like I said, reach out to someone who's doing what you want to do and get cozy with them. So I picked her brain for a while. And, you know, after a long debate, I kind of decided that's what I wanted to do. And by long debate, I mean, like, you know, a half an hour. So (laughs) but after two years though it was like two years plus a half an hour yeah right (laughs) so yeah i started uh the program with her and what i really loved the most about it is like you said it's hard to unbreak those habits in the program it was it was the weight loss is a, a byproduct of what happens when you go through this program because it's teaching you how to take back control of your life, how to take back control of every realm of your life, not just your health, and instill and learn these new healthy habits that are going to serve you well beyond once you reach that weight loss goal. Because if you don't learn those new habits, you're likely going to lose weight and then put it right back on because you're going to go back to those old habits because you've been doing them forever, right? So that's one thing I really loved about that program is the mindset mindset work that really took place during it that allowed me to completely change, not just change physically, but change my mind so that I have these tools and this this new outlook to help me stay healthy for life. And then how did that journey, because what I find is like, when you go through things like that, like monumental whatevers. And so, so what was, first of all, like, what was your success? Like, how do you feel successful now in that space? How do you measure that? 
I lost 55 pounds in five and a half months. pounds. That was pretty fun. So yeah, it was, it was incredible. I, I had very little idea what I was about to get myself into. You know, I just heard you lose 10 to 12 pounds per month. And I was like, sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> but really it was, it was the books that I was reading and the group coaching that I was going to, and just really the community that I leaned into of all these people who had been where I was and did the same thing I was doing. And it's just really who you surround yourself with at that point. And I just really found this community to be such an amazing one that I decided to hop in and, and share it with other people as well, because honestly, who couldn't use an overhaul of their health, their finances, their sleep, their surroundings, everything. So it's just it's incredible. So how then do you take like what you learned in that experience to go into your desire to be to do more public speaking, for example, how do you, how do you transfer that knowledge that you learned in health and mm -hmm. mindset to career or impact or however you want to describe it? A couple of different ways. So I think the first and biggest one is obviously when you look better, you feel better, right? Your confidence is way up. So I went from being this person who would just kind of hide in the back at places, just really getting out there and, and realizing that that person, the one that's out there being a social butterfly, talking to everybody, that was always me. I just didn't have the tools and the mindset to go forth and show everybody that that was me. So that was a big thing. My confidence going up in turn helped me to just be more social with people and kind of find my voice and find myself and realize that, hey, you know, I kind of like people and I kind of like talking to them. <laughs> um, but the other thing is just, like I said, the, the mental work that took place, it made me really realize if I can lose 55 pounds in five and a half months, that's not something a whole lot of people can say. If I can be that determined in that realm, what else can I do? You know, because that's something that so many people struggle with and they never can accomplish it. Whereas I just crushed it so what else can i crush right and i think it just boils down to that confidence again yeah no oh my gosh i think that's so good here's and i'm you you just got my my wheels turning a little bit here i should write down some ideas that you're spinning out here so i can put them in <laughs> another book somewhere down the line no i think there's there's something to be said now this is coming from a person who's spent a career in front of other people and that that's a fragile i mean people don't understand how fragile that space is because your ego is a fragile little thing and it's so easy for you know one negative comment and it's so easy to not get that audition or not get that speaking gig or reach out to a podcast guest that you want and and them respond and say no like there's so many ways that the world like wants to kind of like crush your little ego which in some ways is good because you learn from it but in other ways is is hard but along that journey in the same way that you did, there's, there's times, and I would always call it like swinging for the fences. Cause when I was young, I'd play baseball and every once in a while, you just got to swing for the fence and see if you can do something that you didn't think you could do. And so for me, I know like when I was younger, you know, growing up as a, as a drummer, there was times when I like went for auditions that you just didn't think you'd actually get. 
And then if you get, if you don't get it, you're like, oh, that's fine. Cause I didn't expect to get it. If you do get it, it changes everything because suddenly you gain this confidence that, oh, I went for that and actually got it. And, you know, I did the same thing with like speaking, like I'd done a lot of like local and regional speaking for years and years and years, and then went for like a national speaking gig. And, and it was the same thing as like, I, pr- they pr- I probably won't even hear from him. And then I got it. And then you're like, wait a second. You know, it's amazing what that does for your belief in your purpose and and your direction. And so that may just be some advice for somebody out there that's struggling or wondering what that next step is, is maybe that next step isn't small. You know, so often we tell people just take one little step, but maybe, maybe sometimes that's the right answer. Like maybe sometimes just the next right thing is the best thing. Other times, maybe it's like, do something like, just do something huge and see what you can do. Cause I bet when you decided to lose a bunch of weight, you didn't know for sure if you could. Oh, heck no. I definitely was like, nah, this is not going to work. It's going to be the same as every other thing I've tried. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not go into it with that belief. I went into it with a, a healthy dose of skepticism. Let's say that. Yeah. But then you did it. So now, so now you've got that kind of belief leading you to whatever the next thing is. And we're going to fail at some things and we're going to succeed at things. So it doesn't mean like every time you go for it, you're going to get it. But sometimes you might, you know, somebody like my daughter always says, well, somebody does, you know, so someone has to, why not? Why not let it be you? I love that. All right. So what, uh, things break for you in the most wonderful way ever over the next one to five years. And then what are you doing? Mm. I, I, I feel like I'm definitely still with my health coaching because it really does bring me joy and purpose, but I also see it on a larger scale. You know, I don't know whether that's with the health company that I'm with being higher up in the company there or my own thing. Question Look out. Look out. I don't know, but whatever it is i'm here for it i'm just 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 hanging out waiting for the waiting for the next thing walking my way down so in, the road. in in what way in your faith journey again this is coming from a person that got a chance to hear you speak about this which the listeners here don't necessarily have the the luxury of uh, what i got to experience with you but describe just a little bit of of the importance of your faith and your faith journey in this process of um just trying to become the person that you desire to be in this world and make the impact that you want to make in this world. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I did with Brian when I was a client of his with Jesus Fit was I wrote down, he encouraged me, and I'm pretty sure it was Brian. Let's just give you one. So so Beer Church is run by Brian Wilkham, who you may or may have not have heard of on this podcast. And it's a, it's a, part of what is jesus fit which is kind of a i mean what's the right way is like a spiritual coaching spiritual mentorship kind of deal something like that and you Mm -hmm. were one of his first people um correction sir i was his the the first person (laughs) i was the (laughs) careful how you say that uh so he had me do this exercise where you wrote down all of like the major events in your life and then i'm i'm pretty sure how it went was he encouraged me to kind of see where god was in all of that 
And when I did that, I, I saw him in all of it. Although in the times going through, um, I didn't necessarily see or celebrate that, especially in the highs, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I'm awesome. Um, <laughs> call me. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I've really realized that all of these things are stepping stones. All of these pieces, when you put it all together, like one by one, they don't really make sense. But when you put it all together, I truly believe it is God leading me toward what will be like something just crazy beyond my wildest dreams, which I think when you think about it, it's nuts, but I'm ready for it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's where I'm headed. I don't want to sound like crazy or anything, but I really feel it's okay like if you I'm do something, something so bananas that I wouldn't even guess it. Yeah. I love but that. I've, I don't know. He's always been there. I feel in every, every one of them. And I think the, the times where it's made a biggest impact are the times where I am acknowledging it and I'm open to it and listening to it and just trying to follow where I feel I'm being called. That's where I've seen like the biggest pivots in my life. Yeah. And it's interesting. Don't you find it to be in, well, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch your story unfold. But what I've found to be interested in that concept as well is sometimes what we think are like our biggest, wildest dreams that seem crazy there it's only seems crazy because somehow we've labeled it as crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, on some level it's like, well, I just don't think that's possible. So I'm going to go for it. And it's nuts. And it's probably, you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But you know, to me, if I look at my last decade of life or whatever, like it's, it's surprising to me, the things that I, there's things, things, people, situations or whatever that I used to, I used to say, well, that would be crazy to be in that circle, or that would be crazy to know that person, or that would be crazy to get that gig or whatever. And then eventually, you know, you get to this place where you realize, well, you're just the one that's saying it's crazy when in reality, it's just like, why not? Like, why wouldn't you be friends with that person or have that opportunity or get that platform? You know, in some, in some ways, that's a, very much just a limiting belief that you have. For sure. Yeah. Cause you're right. Like why, why couldn't I be up on stage somewhere full of, with thousands of people? Like why, why is, why is that so crazy to me? Someone, like you said, someone has to be up there. Why couldn't it be me if that's where I'm feeling compelled to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's people that I used to look up to as like the the whatever, you know, people that just seem like the person on the mountaintop who now like, like I could hang up on this call and just call them and they would pick up, you know, there's other opportunities that I've used to think was like the, the, the like, if you got there, then you'd made it. And then you get those opportunities. You're like, all right. You know, it's almost like what you said. It's like, okay, now, now what's next. Mm -hmm. And that's like the, 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 the great part about having a sense of purpose is that you never arrive. Like, like you'll, you'll go after some things and based on the human, I know you to be, you'll, you'll probably get, you'll probably get there. Right. Cause you're just a little bit tenacious and you're, you're very driven and you believe in yourself and for, for good reason. So you'll probably get there. But what I've noticed is it's, you know, it's like Christmas morning 
Kristen. It's like Christmas morning where you're like, when you're a kid and you're so excited for it and then you get there and you open the presents and like Christmas afternoon is the worst because like, it is the worst. okay, well I got there. I did that. Now, now what? And I don't even like that thing I wanted. Right. And so like, you'll get to wherever you're going and, and the, the only question will be how you live out your purpose beyond that, which is why I think it's so important when we talk about your story and your life and your purpose, that it's not a, it's not a place that you get to like your purpose will never be a place that you get to because then what happens when you get there, you just, you just shrivel up and die. You know, your purpose just has to be a way that you live life and a constant striving to serve people. Like you said, and a constant striving to find joy in your life. And that can look a, a million different ways. Yeah, exactly. But truly you never just, I, I say that with, with your health journey. I say that with my clients, you know, once they hit their, their goal, you, what's next because mm. you never really arrive at your health. You're all, you're either contending or you're falling backwards. Yeah. So I always ask them what's next. Let's set another goal. What's what's so, coming. All right. Well, perfect. Well, Kristen, Kristen, what's next for what's you? Next for me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I have no idea. I'm going to get on some more podcasts. I know that perhaps start my own question mark. I'll have to uh, pick your brain on that. I've been jotting down some topics. I'd love to just sit and talk to myself about, Um, but I don't know. I have no idea what's next. I know whatever it is, it will be filled with serving people living joyfully and just loving, loving being alive. I know that sounds so cheesy. Why never, does it, but like, why does that have to I be never, cheesy? Why does like I the best never, thing you could say be cheesy? I tell you what, I never would have, I am a completely different person in the past 10 years, in the past decade. And I'm going to attribute that to my husband. He was, he's definitely my favorite Who's person. All, let's just, let's just like kudos to your husband, by the way, because I got a chance when, when Kirsten was speaking, um, I got a chance to sit next. It remind me of his name. It's just his first name, Jason. So Jason is, is not really a person of faith or like is, is in this like exploration phase, I would call it right. Comes to beer church and just like, I, I genuinely enjoyed this man like i just had so much joy and it was i remember going home that evening and and telling my wife who wasn't able to be there like this i had the greatest conversation around this table with a bunch of people i'd never met before it was and i'm an introvert so that's super unique for me but your husband's amazing okay continue on so he's just he's really helped me shift the way that i think and the way that i interact in the world and he's just he's been probably the number one reason i say things like i'm just gonna love life i used to pick on him so because i would be like hi i'm jason i love life because he was so dang joyful all the time and i didn't understand that i was like what is that all about but i get it now i understand it's why would you want to live any other way than just ridiculously joyful and happy just to even be here yeah. So maybe, maybe the baseline of purpose is just joy. Yeah. All right. How do people, uh, how do people keep track of you? Where can they find you if they want to find you? I'm mostly on Facebook, just basic. I'm so basic Facebook, um, Kristen Kirsten. Okay. And Kristen Kirsten is spelled 
K-R-I-S-T-Y-N. That's the first name, Kristen. Last name is K-E-R-S-T-E-N, correct? That is me. Perfect. And Facebook's the way to find you? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, it's been super amazing to reconnect and to have you on the podcast. And we'll just yeah. keep connected so we can see how you're doing and, and we can do this again sometime down the line. But thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Kristen Kirsten for being on the show today. Man, that was fun. I just I just had a ton of fun chatting with her and I wish her all the best and we will. We'll keep track of what she's up to and continue to watch her story unfold. Because her story is unfolding, I mean, you can find her out there in the social media world, but she doesn't really have an established platform, website, etc. So when that happens, I'll be sure to let you know about it. Speaking of all of that stuff, you can find me. Uh, my website's honestly the best place to go. It's the place where I keep most things as updated as possible. It's just mattkinzera.com. If you haven't picked up the book that's inspired this podcast, bring it home. Make sure you do that and just enjoy you know, me telling my story and a little bit of, of seeing and reading about my purpose unfolding. And then you can find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram on Facebook. Either look up Matt Kinzera. Otherwise, you can look up the show Bring It Home on Instagram. It's just under Matt Kinzera. And uh, let's do this again next week. Sound good? All right. We'll catch you next time.